This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. The Viral Dad. A backstage rock star writer quiz. Porn Samaritans. Every Pat who ever played for the Cubs. And Rick's brush with Dick Buttkiss. All that and unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Welcome to another episode of Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Uh, I'm Rick Kempfer, uh, along with Dave Stern. It's kind of a uh, it's kind of an early start for us this week. We're we're uh, we're we usually. Record this uh, after 10 o'clock when Rick has had uh, several cups of coffee. Right. There's right. a very small window of time that Rick is completely <laughs> ready to go. This is... Uh, so what is it, like from 10 to 11.45 or so? What is what is the window? What is the I wheelhouse window? I think it's 10 to 1 p.m. But okay. That's like, no, well, you know what? 9.30 to 1 p.m. That's like my okay. wheelhouse. Get me right at that time and you're going to get solid gold. <laughs> Right, <laughs> because the coffee is kicked in, and right. I am ready to rock. And so then, you've got like, two and a half good hours a day, basically. Right, and is then that after one o'clock, I start to crash. Mm-hmm. And then, I, if you want to do it again uh, after eight p.m., then I'm ready to rock again. Yeah, but then I've already had a half an Ambien and I'm sleeping. <laughs> right, exactly. So that so we're not meshing. Um, do you? You know, and I don't want to air our dirty laundry but you know you have i had you and i have had some rocky periods in our lives right yes. i mean like all friends do yeah um when you were doing the morning show yeah <laughs> uh you were which i prick. did for 10 years <laughs> yeah you're right you were a cranky little prick thank you okay thank you <laughs> you were just, hey how you doing yeah what and, 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 I, I, and, I do remember that you'd call me up with your little small talk stories and right. i'd be like time is money <laughs> i am awake like eight minutes a day <laughs> i've got four and a half hours of a show to put together for tomorrow right with no internet i yeah. gotta go to a library and research wacky bits it's so true that job that was a 18 and a half hour a day job it was just unbelievable well it was a great show yeah. so well thanks. Uh, um but uh yeah i mean it, these kids these days that are producing i know radio shows they have no clue <laughs> no they really don't uh, well, all right. All right. So let's well, uh, take us take a sip of coffee right now. Okay. I, all right. Hang on. Okay. What 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 is your coffee? I mean, is it just store or Kirkland or is are you going gourmet? Is it like oh no, I chock full of nuts or what? Is Folgers it? or something? I don't know. Or uh, what's the blue? What's the blue one? Maxwell House. I think it's Maxwell right. House actually. Okay. Um, are you are you a sugar guy? Are you doing it black? No, what? I'm always black. This is you know you know we've talked about this before. I'm a big believer in self deception. Okay. The no, the the reason why I drink it solid black is because I the worse it tastes, the more caffeine my body believes I'm getting. If it tastes so too good, I'm thinking, uh, eh, you know, how much caffeine can there really be in here? Because it tastes kind of good. 
So you're slu- you're a sludge drinker. I mean, you're a cup of joe guy in a diner. Let me put it to you this way. This coffee that I'm drinking right now, I couldn't be bothered to make a new pot when I woke up this morning. This is leftover from yesterday. Ooh. And I just microwaved it. Uh, uh, yeah. Did you... Now, are you, you're not grinding the beans. The beans are already ground. It's oh, just no. ground coffee that you're buying. Yeah. Uh, what, have you ever... Did you have you ever used beans? You've used beans before. In yeah, the I went there. through a stretch when I was doing the morning show because <laughs> I I thought I needed a bigger jolt. Because if you ever if you ever have like a Starbucks cup after drinking like Maxwell House, you're like, whoa, yeah, they yeah, put some, yeah. these are yeah. hopped up on something. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I used to be so tired. Um, that in the morning, then I would go to make the coffee because we have an automatic drip coffeeer, coffee maker, and I wouldn't grind the beans beforehand. I just put the beans in the top, yeah. and then put the water in, and then it'd have to be like 50, you know ten minutes later. I realized what the hell did I do? Yeah, I'm like oh, f- hell, I didn't grind the beans. So uh, yeah, all right, well, so, I think so bad could, things can happen in the morning before coffee. We just it warn people in advance. Yeah, it's a potential. Uh, well, you sound great. Your your well, your your voice, even if you're, it's not gro- grovelly at all. It's very uh, <laughs> it's very rich. Oh, thank and, you. Uh, thank you. And so, all right. Well, okay. Well, then do the little jingles or whatever it is that you do. Uh, okay. All right. Here we go. This week's minutia with Rick and Dave. All right, your turn. What do you got? Okay. So, did you see that video? I'm sure you did because. I think everybody in America saw the video of the BBC guy, the the guy that was talking about South Korea or whatever, and the kids in the background yes. came in. I uh, love that. I probably it, watched that 20 times. Cracked oh, up more every time. There is so many wonderful things going on, you know, in this. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know and didn't didn't uh, see it, um, the a professor was doing a interview on the B, on on the BBC. Um, his name was Robert E. Kelly, and he was doing a Skype interview from his office at his house. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this professor has two little kids, and as anybody who knows that have little kids, they sometimes don't abide by the "don't bother daddy" rule, right? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so he's he's doing this interview. I'm watching it while I'm talking. Anyway, <laughs> you should say he's he's like a professor. He's discussing very serious issues. I think it was about uh, North the, Korea, South yes, Korea, North Korea, Korea right? right. right. <laughs> like nuclear bombs and stuff, yes. and and he's talking and. Uh, and it's on the BBC, which is, you know, pretty stuffy real, stuff. Real, right. Exactly. <laughs> so he's doing this at this cute little girl with uh, and, 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 you know, wearing glasses. And I think any little kid wearing glasses is cute. And the way, she, the way she wanders in, you know, oh. with her arms, you know, like. Right. And, you know, her life is perfect. You know, she's ambitious. You know, she's got her life ahead of her. She, you know, life has not kicked her in the teeth yet. So she's all happy. Yeah. And she runs in and marches. And then her little brother, I think it was, comes in. It is little. Was it a carrier or whatever? Yeah, like one, one of those, of those little, little one of those little walker things that, and he just comes right. flying in, uh, and he's a toddler. Yeah, right. Uh, and and this guy, this professor, is trying to. I mean, he realizes what's going on in the background, and he's trying to keep a straight face, and you just know he can't. And he's and, right. and he has to get the kids out of the, you know the, the room. So a woman comes in, which I racially profiled as the nanny, but it's his wife. Yeah, yeah. Did you did you see that? And that is actually becoming a little bit of a controversy that everybody thinks because she's you know Asian that the white guy 
Mary, you know, that's the nanny. So right. that's a whole different issue. Yeah. But we're minutia men. We don't get into that. No, we don't care. Uh, right. Uh, so, but this struck me not only as just being hilarious and, and how the, and how the the wife just scrambles and is just <laughs> runs into the That's door. That's the funniest part when the wife comes in. Oh crap! <laughs> the door uh, flings open. She's like <laughs> running, grabbing him, yanking him up did, by the hair. Did you know how she discovered this? No, I didn't. I didn't. She was oh, watching. He, have you seen an interview of him since then? Yeah, they he did one. I didn't see that, oh, uh, but okay. I read an article about it. Um, she was watching it on the BBC. Oh my gosh, she saw. So she saw. Right. She saw. She was it. in the living room, going, "Hey, look, look, kids, Daddy's on TV," and just watching. And the kids don't. Get, I think the oldest saw Daddy and goes, "Oh, I'm going to go see Daddy. He's just in the other room." Uh, so she's watching. She's watching. Oh you know, the God, BBC, and all so of a great. sudden, holy crap, that's my daughter! And so this is. Uh, you know, I really, when I saw this, it really hit home for me because I <clears throat> I did a lot of interviews when my kids were very young. I was mm-hmm. promoting my first few books, and I did a lot of phone interviews from the house. And I would start this interview, and the kids all of a sudden knew that, unlike your girls who come up and ask you for help whenever you're on the phone, my right, kids right. took this as an opportunity to wreak havoc you know what i mean behind the yeah. scenes you know i would be i would start talking on the air and all of a sudden i'd hear crashes and booms and screams and fighting and i'm like oh my god i'm trying to concentrate on doing an interview without getting off of my chair and screaming if you don't <laughs> and it got to the point and this is a totally true story and it does not make me look good, but this is just who I am. I, you know, we put it all out there for everybody. Uh, I, my son, my youngest son, Sean, at the time was not old enough to read. So I, at first I put up signs on the door saying, you know, anyone who comes down here or makes a loud noise while daddy is on the air, uh, yeah. you know, will, you know, get in huge trouble or something like that. I finally had to put a picture of a boy with no legs. <laughs> On the door. This is what will happen to you <laughs> if I why, come up here <laughs> in the interview. Why, why instead of a sign? Why didn't you like get a uh, a big red light bulb and a you know you know the old time radio? Well, it still has you know the on the air. You yeah, know, that's the on idea. the air sign with the red. Um, they would have never. You, they would have never uh, honored that. They would have just come yeah. right in. Yeah they, yeah, they would have taken the glass and cut each other with it. I, have a, I just have a distinct memory. I was doing a, a phone interview in uh, with a radio station in Madison, Wisconsin. I was promoting Severance, and I heard this terrible crash and then something breaking, like glass breaking. <laughs> and I was on that show. That was one of these shows that was like 45 minutes long, oh. and, it's, and it was NPR. In Madison, so they don't have commercials, right? And that's a hard enough interview to do. Try it sometime. Just go on and and talk for forty five minutes about one thing. You know what I Did, mean? Had the host read the book at least? No, that's oh. the, uh, that was the other thing. The host hadn't read the book. But anyway, all of this is going on. <laughs> and so when I saw that interview of that <laughs> that poor professor, <laughs> I immediately I felt for him. I just I just thought it was great. 
And he, he, they're actually being good sports about it. They did an interview, uh, an interview that I haven't seen, but it seems like, you know, obviously you can't, and they're not getting mad at their kids. No, you know, I mean, you know it's just like, um, that's the one so, thing. That's the one thing that, that, that this whole thing taught me too, is that I was worried too much about how people would react. You know, nobody would have yeah. cared if I had said, excuse me, do you mind if I have some kids upstairs that are misbehaving? I just sort of crash. You know, I'll the, be right back. <laughs> that would have been the best part of the NPR. Interview. It would have been because that was a terrible interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did a couple when I was doing the Balding Handbook. Um, I did one in, oh, God, I don't, I don't even remember where it was. But they were way too serious for me. You know, uh, yeah. you know, the Balding Handbook is obviously a satirical. Yeah, it's a parody. I mean, it's a joke book, basically. Well, so and is I Severance. Got, Severance was wacky, too. Yeah, but you had a point. I mean, well, I mean, you had you at least had character arc, you know. Uh, but with the Balding Handbook, it was just you know, it was just one comb over joke after another. And and I got this interview with the, you know this guy. So you know, why did you write this book? You know, what is the message? I'm like, there's no message. You know, there's the, the the cover of me putting a rose on a gravestone that says hair should tell you everything about this book. <laughs> You know, there's nothing. Okay, <laughs> look at page it's, 75. I'm wearing a turban because I'm covering yeah. my head. Get it? Yeah, yeah, right. The Jewish guy's wearing a turban. Get it? Ha ha ha! You know, <laughs> go interview Rick Kempfer on his severance. That's real literature. It, that is real yeah. literature, by the way. Yeah, All right. Well, well, I have some minutia for you as well. Remember Manny Ramirez, the uh, oh, baseball yeah. player, Cleveland Indian fame. Yes, and Boston Red Sox. I think he mm-hmm. was on the. Red Sox team that won the World Series. <clears throat> he, I think, he was working for the Cubs last year as a as a roving hitting instructor, but now he is back to playing again. <coughs> Excuse me, but he's playing in Japan. Oh, and he has signed a rather unusual contract. I wanted to run this contract by you. Uh, uh, according to Manny's contract, he he gets a Mercedes car and a driver, which and okay. I don't get why you need a Mercedes and a driver, but fine. And, espe- and especially in Tokyo. It, is he playing in Tokyo? Uh, you know what? It uh, doesn't say here. Okay. Somewhere in Japan. Um, he Practices for him are optional. <laughs> if they practices, they're optional. He gets his own hotel suite during road trips, which, you know, okay. That's, that's uh, But here's my favorite dominant. thing in the contract, and this is really in the contract. Unlimited sushi all season long. <laughs> Because, you know, he's probably making millions, <laughs> but he still wants some free sushi. I know. I know. Uh, um, have you ever, at a, just to change the subject, which is what we do, you've never been to Japan, right? No. Obviously. We saw a baseball game in Japan um, when we were visiting Michelle's brother. It was the Tokyo Giants versus the Yakut Swallows. <laughs> and Matsui was on the team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um you know, the, the the thing that struck me more than anything about this game is the baseball, the the field, the stadium was just immaculately clean. I mean, it was there wasn't a a peanut on the floor. There was no wrappers anywhere. There were no troughs to pee in. <laughs> so that also means there were no seagulls coming in in the fourth right. inning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, and everybody was really polite. I mean, they would I mean, they were loud, but there was no like taunting. You know, there was um, it was just a, I'm sorry to interrupt. But no, that's um, OK. That's OK. I would love to go uh, to Japan sometime, but I would only go 
<coughs> excuse me, with somebody who is Japanese because um, I don't, you know, I don't know how you, they don't even have signs in English, obviously. It's Japan. And, and right. they don't even have a, an alphabet. <laughs> so, no. I mean, hot, well, whatever. Um, we, I, um, well, and, and, you know, when you go to restaurants there, I mean, there are a lot of Westerners that are in Japan. Uh, they have plastic models. Uh, most restaurants have little plastic models of the food. So you can, if you don't speak the English, you just point, or you don't speak the language and only speak English, you just point to the plastic model of food that you want to eat. Okay. Now, some restaurants have really good plastic models that go, okay, I know what that is. That's like ham and whatever. <laughs> some of them are pretty crappy are like, models. like Fisher-Price toys? <laughs> right, right, exactly. And you're like, I'm really not sure which one is which here. Yeah. Uh, so, and that happened, we, we took a bullet train to Kyoto, and the Kyoto restaurants had the worst plastic models of food. I mean, I... Okay, that, I can make a note of that, those of you traveling to Asia. Uh, hey, what would your writer be? Oh, wait, you know, so I looked up a bunch of... <clears throat> funny you go that direction i've looked up a bunch of rock star uh writers i want to i want to okay. give you a quiz okay I, you know you know rock and roll music i've chosen a artist that you know all of these guys okay and i'm gonna read the writer to you and you tell me who it, oh wait i've got audio for this hang on time now for a minutia man minutia man minutia quiz okay here's the quiz all right you tell me which rock star has this as his writer <clears throat> I'll give you a hint. It's an Englishman, okay? Mm-hmm. Six-foot sofa, love seat, easy chairs, table lamps, floor-standing lamps, coffee table, six food banquet tables covered with white linen tablecloths, large green plants, large arrangements of colored flowers, no chrysanthemums, lilies, carnations, or daisies. Paul okay. McCartney. That's Elton John. Okay. Oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. I should have that. Come on, there's a little. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. This one is uh, an African American uh, uh, American, no longer with us, but this was his. Uh, this was his rider. Ready? Hooded hair dryer, iron ironing board, towels, soap, deli tray with assorted meats and cheeses, coffee, tea, soft drinks, Gatorade, champagne, and one electric golf cart. All right, so he's a black guy, yep. American black guy. Mm-hmm. Um, dead, dead, dead. American rock star. Well, yeah, I mean, music. Well, star. I, w- I, w- I was gonna think Jimi Hendrix, but I don't see him with a golf cart. James Brown. James. Oh, Brown. Okay. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> the, the the hint was the hooded hair dryer. What is you know what is a hooded hair dryer? You know I the old no fashioned hair. ones like they had in the old beauty salons where you stick your hair. Oh, you. oh, where the ladies would gossip. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think they still have those. What, ladies that gossip? No, the hooded hair dryers. All right, here's another one. <clears throat> this is a uh, rock group, a uh, heavy metal rock group. Okay. Tea, coffee, sparkling water, Coca-Cola, Sprite, Gatorade, bottle of wine, bottle of red wine, Bailey's, cheese, raw vegetables, sweets, chewing gum, and a proper meal with salad, mashed potatoes with gravy, sausages or lamb, cutlets or beef, custard, and cake, plus cartons of cigarettes and tobacco so the lead singer can roll his own cigarette. And heroin. And four bags of heroin. Uh, Def Leppard. ACDC. Okay. All right. All right. This one's a punk, a punk rocker. <clears throat> All right. 
seven dwarves. <laughs> dwarfs? Dwarfs, yes. Like, be sleepy. Like, yeah, like exactly. Pizza to give to the homeless and pre-chopped broccoli florets to make them easier to throw away. But seven dwarfs. Seven like dwarfs. They don't have to be human. They don't have to be alive. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, seven dwarfs. Broccoli. Pizzas. And- pizzas to give away to the homeless. All right. Well, so he's a good guy. Yeah. Odd. He's from Michigan uh, originally. Uh, is it Kid Rock? Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop. Oh, okay. Oh, you said punk. I'm sorry. That's right. Okay. All right. Here's one more uh, heavy metal one. Last one. Uh, they need a supply of clean ice, four self-contained candles, a boa constrictor, not to be less than 15 feet long, one machete, one stainless steel double-bladed combat survival knife, not serrated, one fully suppressed Heckler & Coke MP5 SD submachine gun, and 500 millimeter rounds. Oh, my God. And this is a... Heavy metal band? Heavy metal band. Um, Metallica? I don't know. Motley Uh, Crue. Motley Crue. Oh, my God. I also looked up the Beatles and Elvis just to find out because, you know, they're the biggest stars you think have the biggest riders. The Beatles uh, requested a black and white television set and a few (laughs) (laughs) Coca-Colas. And Elvis, 10 soft drinks and four cups of water. Uh, Well, you would think he'd want, like, peanut butter and banana sandwiches or something you would think by the um, way what, before, before what we go would to your, the next oh, i'm sorry before we i was go gonna to the say next well, thing, well hold on what would your writer be have you oh, thought about what writer um coffee yeah <laughs> okay and salami um i think i would i think i would have like allegra d for my hay fever <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, uh you know like a bottle of probiotics yeah. maybe to, for a healthy digestion okay uh okay uh, I think I would have tea, like a, a natural, national, or um, natural remedy detox tea. Okay, you know, already steeped, uh, and a television turned to CNBC with the sound off. CNBC. Yeah, you got to keep CNBC? up with CNBC. Oh yeah, I I'm riveted. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. It's all financial talk, right? Yeah. Okay, that's right. I forgot you're into that. Um, <clears throat> by the way, we uh, should tell people how to subscribe to this show while we're in the show. Um, can you explain that to people? There, there are several different places they can go to. Uh, I know we're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. Um, uh, yes. You, first of all, you, you can go to the Radio Misfits dot com or the this is the network's um website and if you click on our show it'll give you lots of different options on how to subscribe one of which is stitcher um which is a i think stitcher is like a third-party distribution outlet for for podcasts so you just go in it's very easy you just press the stitcher logo and then a subscribe button will pop up and you just subscribe uh you can do that with itunes also um and there's links at the Radio Misfits uh, website on our show that has all the links to iTunes, I think Google Play, um, and there's a couple other ones there. But but iTunes is the most popular. Stitcher and iTunes is the most popular. Okay. You know, if, yeah. if every listener tells 10 people to subscribe, mm-hmm. uh, then your listeners will not be scammed by a Nigerian prince with some chain email. Right. That, that's, uh, that's our guarantee. 
And you could you can also review and rate our podcast. And we have, as of a couple of days ago, seventeen people have rated our podcast. Did, on iTunes. did they rate it well? Do I want to know? Oh, this? so far, oh, so far, so good. Okay, so far, so good. Um, so at least seventeen people are listening or have listened. <laughs> that's that's good. That's that's better than I thought. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> All right. So what what else you got as far as uh, minutia this well, week? Have you, uh, I'm sure you're aware of the big uh, nor- nor'easter, is that what the big snowstorm? Yeah. Out east? Oh, the nor'easter, mm-hmm. is that what they call it? Well, I guess Boston got hit. Boston gets a lot of snow. They, um, yeah, especially they, lately. Yeah. They get more, way more snow than we get. Right. So Boston and New York got hammered this past week with snow. And um, I'm sure you don't know this website. You've never been on it. But Pornhub, have you ever heard of Pornhub? No, I've never heard of it. Yeah, okay. Uh, (laughs) Pornhub is a website that evidently has porn on it, I would assume. I'm not quite sure what that is. Yeah, I have no idea. But what they did is that they they, they contracted a bunch of snow plows, and they are going to plow, help plow the city. Or during the snowstorm, and this and the the plows have Pornhub the logos all over it. Now, at first, you know, at first notice, you think, well, that's a nice idea and a good yeah, promotion. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, people are going to think it's kind of funny, but you know, we're helping out the city, and if we get our name out, that's fine. But I think this might be the stupidest marketing ploy ever. Why would you want men to be able to get out of their house? If you, if, if you, if you're, yes, if you have a porn site, good point. Right. Yeah, don't you want the people to be the hold up for days with nothing to do? That is very and, and have you? I should ask you this. Hang on one second. Hey, Johnny, mm-hmm. Johnny, come here for a second. All right, my son Johnny is still home. I'm not going to ask yeah. him about this story, <clears throat> but I'm starting to fade a little bit. <laughs> can, wow, you lasted you, like 18 can you minutes. Can this up for me? One minute in the microwave, please. And then bring it back. Thank you. Uh, whew, hey, uh, why, were, why weren't you an air traffic controller? <laughs> hey, I, a, I'm going strong here. This is minute 25. I'm I'm doing very well here. Uh, yeah, you should have, would have been a great brain surgeon. <laughs> you know? um, one minute. One minute. <clears throat> Yeah, he's still home because he's got uh, he's got class a little bit. But <laughs> all right, so you're not going to do any blowing and drifting snow jokes? Well, I was going to say that um, you know Pornhub would say something like, "Ah, we removed uh, we removed eight inches of snow, but actually it was only four. <laughs> that's about. Uh, that's pretty much the only thing I could. Come one up. of my standard jokes is uh, I always you know hold my my fingers uh, <laughs> like an inch apart, and then I say, you know what this is? Eight yeah. inches. That's eight inches. <laughs> Uh, I I like to refer to my Always gets uh, a laugh. Uh, I refer to my uh, the length of my thing uh, in metric because oh, like do you? <laughs> yeah like you know s- seven and a half centimeters sounds a lot better. Oh, oh that is smart. <laughs> I'm huge in Europe, by the way. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. All right. So, <clears throat> so we. Uh, now that we've dragged it way down into the gutter. Oh, here comes my coffee. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Ask him Ask him to make you a Reuben, too. Hey, uh, Johnny, can you make me a Reuben? Yeah. 
Uh, he's leaving in like two minutes. I got an eye roll on that one, just so you know. All righty. <clears throat> it's time for our uh, Cubs feature. Time now for a collection of Cub geekness. This is Just One Bad Century. With Rick and Dave. By the way, Johnny turned 19 this week, so happy birthday to little Johnny. <clears throat> Today. He was born He was born during the Landecker show, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. We, uh, I actually yeah. recorded Light streamed it. Too. I recorded it live, and I also uh, phoned into the show, and the transcript of Johnny's birth is in the uh, introduction of my book, Father Knows Nothing. Mm-hmm. So you got to go check that out. Mm-hmm. All right, so tomorrow, and actually I think this is probably getting posted on Friday since we're doing this on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. And in honor of St. Patrick's Day, I went through my Every Cub Ever feature at JustOneBadCentury.com, and I found every Patrick or Pat or Patty who ever played for the Cubs or had any relation to the Cubs. Can you guess how many there were? Now, remember, the Cubs go back to 1871. So we've got 150 years, basically, 140 years and what 25 guys on a team basically mm-hmm. um and obviously it, there's no turnover i mean it's not like they turn over every year so i would say oh i don't know let's say 1500 people have played for the cubs maybe i would say that there are there's 18 more, there are more than 2000 oh there's 2000 okay yeah. i say 19 pats uh no 12 no 10 uh-huh. 10 only okay. 10. Right. I'll just go over them real quickly. Uh, there was uh, Patty Driscoll, who um, played in 13 games and got 32 at-bats, um, but ended up in the Football Hall of Fame. He switched over to football. Uh, Pat Hughes, does he count? Yeah, sure. Why not? Pat Hughes, the great uh, announcer. Pat Luby. In his rookie season of eight, 1890, Luby won 18 straight games for the Cubs. Mm. Pat Mahomes p- played in 2001. He was a pitcher. Pat Malone was uh, the drinking buddy of Hack Wilson, was also a 20-game winner, and also died when he was 40 years old. And, and a racist, too, probably. He right? drank himself to death. Uh, this is all appropriate for St. Patrick's Day. Uh, there was Pat Moran, who was on the uh, 07 and 08 championship Cubs, and also also played on the Reds team in 1919. What was special about that team? Uh, you know, that's what the White Sox allegedly threw that World Series. The Black Sox. Uh, Pat Perry was a left-handed pitcher that they, uh, the Cubs got uh, for Leon Durham. Um, Pat Piper. Does he count? The organist or the uh, public address guy? Yeah. Tension. Tension, please. Pencils and paper ready. Um, Yeah, sure. Um, Here's a little known thing about him. So he did that job for 59 years. When he first started doing it, they didn't have a, a public address system. They didn't have microphones. And he did it through a giant megaphone. Yeah, I've seen pictures. And he would I don't go know to I've one seen. side of the field. Your starting lineup is, you know, at first base. <laughs> God, that would be so cool. They should, they should have a turn back the clock day or something like that and do that. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm sure the millennial, I'm sure the young kids that have no attention span would love it. Oh, probably. absolutely. Uh, then there was uh, 
Pat Moran. Or no, I mean uh, Pat, uh, Patty Quinn. Patty Quinn was 16 years old when the Civil War ended. Um, so this is he's going way back. Um, he was 27 when he played for the Cubs in 1877. He played in four games. Were they the Cubs then, or was that no, like... They, they the, were the White Stockings then. Okay, all right, okay. Pat Reagan, R-A-G-A-N, was on the 1909 Cubs. Pat Tabler. I remember him. Yeah, he also played on the White Sox. That's probably why you remember him in the early 80s. And then Pat Wright was a second baseman who played 14 seasons in the minors and played in exactly one game in the big leagues on July 11th, 1890, just a week after his 22nd birthday, started at second base, went 0 for 2 with a walk in a 6 to nothing loss to Boston. Um, That's Manusha. Yeah, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, how did you research all i mean did you go to baseball almanacs did you i did i went through baseball almanacs i went to baseballreference.com i went through uh the, there's a baseball uh, uh history project website um i have like 40 books about the cubs i mean i i, I, I really did my job when i researched that this is embarrassing. When I say every Cub ever, I am completely confident. I mean, I when I, I've got a guy here who played in one game on July 11th, 1890. <laughs> uh, Just onebadcentury.com. And what is amazing is from time to time, I'll look at our traffic. Yeah. Uh, tons of people check that out. Yeah. The A to Z. The a to Z. <laughs> Again, a lot of people that are have probably few marketable skills so those are people too <laughs> that uh um but uh well good i'm glad that you spent a good portion of your how many years three years did it <laughs> it's really bad isn't it when, it, when i die when i die and people start adding up the time that i wasted <laughs> doing oh, right. this particular project i remember when i finished it i thought it was going to be such a uh I don't know, fulfilling moment. Right. Like, I've done it. This is great. <laughs> yeah. Really, halfway through it, I was like, this is, what am I doing? <laughs> you're like, you're like, um, you know, an obsessive compulsive. You know how you see people that, like Rain Man. Yeah. You're like a Cubs Rain Man is basically what you are. And Wapner so. definitely starts in 10 minutes. <laughs> All right. Time for our last feature of the day. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. Okay, Dave. Uh, he has to reach his hand into the Costco jar and pull out a name of a celebrity, and I have to tell the story of the time I met that celebrity. Um, Dick Buckus. Dick Buckus was... All right, I'm going to say this was 1994. Uh, I was working with uh, John Records Landecker. I remember this day like it was yesterday. We had a live appearance at Carson Peary Scott downtown, which doesn't exist Mm -hmm. anymore. The giant department store was right next to Marshall Fields, which also doesn't exist anymore. Um, And I was so excited about this live appearance appearance because we were on the air live but we also had three guests on the show that day we had ray nitschke the Mm -hmm. old green bay packer Mm -hmm. dick butkus the you know famous chicago bear Mm -hmm. 
those two guys considered maybe the nastiest two players to ever play. Mm-hmm. And Walter Payton. Oh. They, all three of these guys are in the Hall of Fame. But what I didn't know until we got there was they considered this a paid appearance for Carson <laughs> Barry Scott. And they didn't care about the live broadcast going on. And we discovered that in the very first segment on the air when John put the microphone up to Dick Butkus, asked him a question, and Dick Butkus looked at him and said, uh, I'm not doing the radio show. <laughs> Uh, and then I would and I bet you got your finger in his face and go talk right you you, you totally Bob (laughs) yeah (laughs) let me tell you something yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, no as it turns out I didn't do that Um, and and we had another four hours to go (laughs) and you know Ray Nitschke same thing Walter Payton uh, he was also not willing to go on the air, but he was pinching uh, John's butt the whole time, Landecker. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, being wacky. But he yeah, also yeah, didn't yeah. want to go on the air. Like, no, we're not getting paid to be on the air. We're getting paid to sit here and sign autographs for Carson Perry Scott, and that's it. But So there was no arrangement with the radio station with them beforehand saying that's okay, or you just assumed that? I just assumed. Would be okay. I mean, they, they, the, the Carson Perry Scott bought this, this time. Yeah. On the on the radio station, so I would I assume that this had all been ironed out and worked out in advance. I mean, this is how you learn as a producer that for you kids out there, for you young producers out there, it's all trial and error. When you go out and and experience something like this, then you know next time you have right. to ask, hey, right, right, right. <laughs> you know. is it okay for them to talk? Uh, and the the one moment of that broadcast, which is one of my favorite moments of John Landecker, so John is John is a genius in a lot of ways. Yeah. One of the things that he is able to do is when he's really feeling um, enthusiastic about something, he has a way of bringing everybody into the situation. Except for Dick Butkus and Ray Nitschke. <laughs> um, but Walter Payton, he heard, he heard Walter during one of the oldies, because we played oldies, he heard Walter singing along to yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. oldies. And so uh, he stopped the broadcast he he went back he in the in the microphone said back to the studio stop the song and i remember it was a sam cook song called bring it on home he stopped the song and got back on the air and said listen i've got walter payton here right now and start the song again and walter is going to sing along and then he handed the microphone to walter and the song started and walter started singing along uh, with sam great. cook and the whole crowd started singing along with this song and it was an awesome moment yeah that's great it was totally that, that brought on by john landecker's genius because i was uh, i was great. in a corner called up in a ball with <laughs> <laughs> ray nitschke and uh dick buck is doing the joe pesci de niro kicking your ass and kicking you in the stomach exactly yeah. uh you know the, the one uh, memory that i have of dick but of dick butkus that's actually hard to say it dick is butkus. um do you remember and we were little we were like i don't know seven years old so like 1970 ish when that guy the detroit lion oh, yeah. guy he died on the field yes and i'll never forget um, Butkus's reaction when I mean he obviously knew something was really wrong, and he was waving the the medical staff. Do you do you yes, do you remember that part I of the total, video? I totally remember and, it. 
and I'll never and you know he puts his hands over on his helmet like oh my god um did, was it a heart attack? Is that what it was, or was it, or did, or did he die on a play? I don't re- quite remember. I don't remember what he died of, but I remember what they told us at the time was that he had swallowed his tongue. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Because I had like a phobia about swallowing my tongue for years and years after that. <clears throat> and, I, and that's I that's why it, you didn't become a professional football player. Right? That's the only reason. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anyway that is uh, that's my dick butkus story uh if you uh if you like minutia men with rick and dave be sure to check out some of the other programs on the radio misfits podcast network like the game show show have you listened to any of these or have you listened to the show they were on after us at chicago i have watched it live once yes yeah they were on after i was gonna say chicago fest not it's not called chicago but uh taste, taste of chicago right um well if you listen to their podcast you will realize that they put forth easily easily seven or eight times more effort than we do on our podcast i mean they've got jingles they've Wait got interviews ho, ho, ho. <laughs> it, it's nine twelve right now did they do their show at nine twelve in the morning uh, um Oh my God! Is, I was re- I was listening to this. I'm like, holy crap! These guys really go the extra mile, you know, with and uh, sound effects and 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 games and far better than our podcast. Well, that's because Great Talk Radio isn't dead, Dave. It's just moved to a better place. RadioMisfits.com. Uh, to find out more about Rick and Dave, you can check out EckhartSpress.com, ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. You can contact us, drop us a line at MinutiaMenPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, this coming Wednesday night, you can meet me uh, if you want. I will be at an evening with Scott Tarot. Do you know who he mm-hmm. is? Yeah, the author. Yeah, the author. He's going to be doing an event at uh, Cliff Dwellers in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think if, uh, the tickets are available at Eventbrite if you want, but I'm on the Chicago Writers Association board now, so I'm going to be doing a lot of more author kind of stuff like mm-hmm. that. Uh, that's Wednesday night if you want to come meet us. And special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with Opie Productions. We are distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of... Minutia Man. And it'll be earlier, right? <laughs> yeah. The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?